welcome to the Handmade Business Diary podcast brought to you by Craft Savvy Market. This episode is hosted by all four co-founders of Craft Savvy Market, including myself, Seattle Mae Stubblefield. My name is Jande Harris. Mina Mentor. And Charlene Dunbar. Our mission at Craft Savvy Market is to connect handmade makers and customers through craft market events in the Atlanta area. We are four friends who love crafting together, and we decided to create a business that will help other makers soar. Since launching in 2017, we have brought our mission to life through curated craft markets, online conferences, and powerful digital resources. So on today's podcast, we will be sharing our story here at Craft Savvy Market, telling you a little bit about who we are and why you should be listening to The Handmade Business Diary. All right. So Charlene here. So a little bit about our story. Um, Seattle actually had the idea. So Seattle approached us. We had all been friends for at least 20 plus years, um, really, you know, through our church, through family, friendship, we had gone through a lot together. And, you know, Sierra had the idea. She reached out. She said, hey, why don't we put together this market where, you know, people can really sell their handmade goods? And she thought of it because, hey, we all love creating handmade items. You know, I remember us making paper invitations for each other's wedding showers and um, baby showers. And, um, you know, each of us were, were creatives, you know, whether it was making accessories or doing artistic stuff. So, you know, she kind of pulled us together. I remember we gathered at a Panera Bread one fall afternoon and she said, hey, there are not enough spaces where other handmade lovers can discover makers and purchase these great products. Let's create it, right? I mean, we knew about other handmade markets, but they weren't as accessible. So we decided we are going to create this space where people who love handmade items can shop. And then the folks who make those amazing items can offer them and connect with their customers. So we weren't event planning experts, but we said, hey, there's a need. We're going to go ahead and fill it. And we held our first in-person market in March of 2018. Now, we'll get into this a little bit more, but it was so interesting that when we started to work with other makers, we found that the, the that selling to customers wasn't the only need, but that sales and marketing know-how was, was something that really held people back from growing. And we really started doing more outside of the markets to bring forward different experts and resources to remove that barrier. So since we held our first market, we're so, so proud to have hosted seven markets here in the Atlanta area, two marketing conferences to teach folks how to grow their online sales, and really created a thriving community of 1,000 plus makers that are served through our blog, Facebook group, newsletter, and social media content. So Really, that's a little bit about us. We really just want to embolden makers to pursue their passion. Um, as a creative, it's not easy to put yourself out there or even have the faith to know that, hey, people want what I have to offer and this thing can really grow and flourish. So we want to really embolden makers to pursue their passion and grow their business. So that that is what we're here for. And now I will throw it over to Sierra for us to tell us more about who she is and kind of what she thought she was getting into with Crafts Every Market versus what she found out. Yes, let us get into what we thought it was going to be versus the reality. So my name is Seattle May Stubblefield. I am the owner of The Bookish African Girl. And for me, I thought I was starting a business with 
three friends. I thought I was going to be building some generational wealth. And it is those things, but it's been so much more. I think I started this journey with a product mindset, thinking what we're going to produce in the end. And now I have more of a process mindset. For me, I think I just started with an end product in mind. And I didn't really realize that God was actually doing something in me throughout this journey. For me, I've learned so much on this journey, not necessarily about just building um, crafting space for makers, but I've learned more about who I am as a person, who I am as a creative, who I am as a collaborator. How do I work with other makers? That's not something I thought about, but God has placed that in my heart that this process is not just about what can I make or what can I do with, with these friends of mine, but what has God placed in me and how much more can I give to him and, and things he's trying to do with me just as a person. So I've learned to go into opportunities and collaborations with an open mindset. I have learned that I have to give up control. I'm the resident control freak. And God has just taught me how to trust him more, how to release release things more and just really trust him. So I think for me, I went in with a mindset of, oh, we're going to you know, make a lot of money. We're going to do a great business. And it has been those things. But for me, at the end of the day, it's been so much more about than that. It's been more about what God is doing in my heart as a person. So that's what I have in terms of what I started and where I am now. So I'm going to pass it on to Mina for Mina to share. This is Mina Mentor. And Actually, I just have a passion for creating. I started really at a very young age. I remember my mom used to sew for me and I would watch her sew stuff for me and I started getting into it, doing my doll. And that's how my creative instinct started coming. And ever since then, I just have the love for creating. So back to Seattle, inviting us to join this vision or join this idea she had. I was open to it, but not knowing everything that would come after and just going into it with an open mind. I've actually learned a lot about myself and just learning how to work with other people and really putting yourself out there. So just learning to work with other people for me and just going beyond your comfort zone. Those are something I've learned throughout this process so far and learning that just because you're passionate about it, I mean, sometimes there will come a time where you feel like don't want to do it or don't want to be a part of this great vision you just was excited about, but that is all part of the journey and part of the process. So I'm just excited. I've learned a lot about myself. I'm still learning. I'm still growing and just enjoy the, the friendship and also just seeing how I have sworn in my business from just being a part of Crafts Savvy Market. Now I'm going to pass it on to my sis, Jandy. So I started with Crafts Savvy Market like the other ladies. I came to the meeting. I'm excited to hear what was going to be shared. I love the idea of creating a space for makers. My name is Jande and I have a business, Pepperbush Accessories. I also have a community to encourage Christian, Christian women predominantly. 
and at Broken for Building. But I came in thinking that if you build it, they will come. If you if you put the message out there that there is this new market on in town and they are looking for handmade vendors, they will come and they will come in droves. And it didn't exactly work out like that. I think when we started off, we didn't really know what kind of business we wanted to be. I think we had a lot of ideas. And one of the things I learned through this process has been really streamlining that it's okay to can't serve everyone. And we came in thinking, I think even amongst handmakers, that we would serve every single handmaker out there. And we've learned, I've learned that that is not the case, that it's okay to streamline your focus. And actually that makes you better in terms of a business person, it makes you help you understand your audience better and help you target the market that you want. I've also learned a lot about conflict resolution as a part of this team. I've learned about working as a team and not being always self-focused. Learned a lot from the other ladies in terms of different ideas. And there have been a lot of different things that I've we've implemented in Craft Savvy Market that I've been able to apply to my personal life and other spaces in my life. But I think most of all, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about what kind of person I am, what annoys me, how I can deal with that better, when to be quiet, when to speak up. Even I think one of the things I remember is our first few meetings, you know, conflict will come up and you sort of tell yourself that if I don't say anything, you know, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to ignore it or I'm going to push it aside and it will work out. And I think I learned early on that just builds frustration and it's better to figure out how, what's the best way, you know, to share how you feel rather than sweeping it under a rug somewhere and building a big pile that's going to be a mess later. So as you can see, I have learned a whole lot from Craft Savvy Market. I started thinking we were just going to put this sign out there, this message out there, and people will come in droves and, you know, we will be multi-millionaires in a few months. And that is still coming. But in the process, God has used this business to grow me and to teach me a lot about myself and even about running a business. And so we'll hear from Charlene about what her story is in terms of coming into Craft Savvy Market. Yes. So this is Charlene and I am a fashion designer. So I own a clothing business called um, Swakoko Betty and I have been in business for more than 10 plus years. So when Seattle came to us with this idea, I was excited in terms of working with friends. I was excited in terms of working with other creatives, other makers to, to share some of the lumps of sugar I've taken on the road as a maker. And, you know, really going into it, I thought it would be about markets, you know, selling stuff and classes. Because if you would believe it, we actually wanted to do a market on the same day and offer people classes about sewing, making pillows journals. We had a lot going on. So I thought it was going to be pretty straightforward. We're going to book a space. We're going to do marketing and the people will show up and sell their stuff. And I think like John Day and maybe Mina might have mentioned, it was a lot harder than I thought. You know, for me personally, my experience with selling clothes and building a clothing brand didn't make me an event marketing expert. So a lot of the things that I did to sell clothes, some of it was transferable, but some of it wasn't. So I think there was a lot more learning we had to do than I expected. A lot of Googling, a lot of blog post reading, 
just to kind of learn and figure out, okay, you know, how do we create this event? How do we create this experience? How do we set up the systems so that we find the right makers and we pitch to them? Funny thing, I remember like we used to do it in a way so that people would apply to be in the market, we'd accept them, and then we had to chase them for the money. And we learned pretty quickly, no, you're going to have to pay that market fee upfront. And, you know, so again, those are things you just have to learn by doing and going forward. The other big thing was just working with friends is really different from hanging out with friends. It's so, so different. I think because you know someone personally, you know, you guys are kiki together is just different from building a business together. And we have a lot of tense meetings. We had a lot of like, you know, we're getting on each other's nerves. And I think there was a lot of learning in terms of learning each other's work styles, learning how to communicate better. And this was key for me because I had been an individual business owner before that. It's like, if I decided I was doing the market, I was doing the market. If I decided I was going to do the ad, I was doing the ad. So the idea of okay, you're collaborating with three other people and it's not just your way on the highway. It's a learning experience where it's like, hey, you know, I have to consider their point of view. They're raising up risks and considerations that I didn't think of. And I think it's humbling and it definitely builds a better business. It, you come out with better ideas when you have to wrestle with people, not physically, I hope, but when, when you, you, got, you kind of have to duke it out and kind of think it through and say, does my approach really make sense? And maybe we need a hybrid of your idea and my idea. So it takes longer. It's way less comfortable than sitting in your journal and writing out your personal business plan for your business. But for sure, it's grown me individually. So through Craft Savvy Market, went into it thinking, hey, this should be pretty black and white. We're going to rent the space. The makers will come in droves. Not quite. Definitely had to learn to pivot to even grow as a businesswoman. One of the other big learnings was just trusting God for my business more. You know, all of us are believers and I really appreciated how, you know, my, you know, Sierra and Mina and Janet were quick to be like, okay, we've got to pray for this, this market. We've got to pray for the marketing. We have to pray for, for God to help us. I think it definitely helped me to be more intentional about praying for my business, knowing that, hey, you know, God wants to bless your business and he's in the midst of your business. So for sure, it has been a learning journey. I count it as a privilege to be a part of Craft Savvy Market. Something else that I think is really cool is that I feel like a lot of opportunities have come to us because we're serving makers with our business. You know, a lot of people will DM us or just email us with opportunities like, hey, I see you serving a community of makers. I'm going to partner with you. I want you to be a part of a book project. I want you to come and do this other thing. So I think a lot of great things have come from us even building a business around helping others, building up fellow creatives. A lot of great, great things have come from that. So it's been a ride, but there's no other place I'd rather be, no other people I'd rather be doing it with. And that is kind of my story of what I expected versus what uh, Craft Savvy turned out to be. So yes, thank you, Charlene. So we want to just encourage you and tell you why you should listen to this Handmade Business Diary podcast. Well, as we stated earlier, our goal is really to connect with handmade businesses, handmakers, and to encourage them in their business. So what you're going to get from this podcast is you're going to get the real deal. So we're not sugarcoating anything. These are going to be lessons we've learned in the years that we've been in business, whether it's individually or even as a team. And it's all going to help you grow your handmade business, 
Wow. You know, it's kind of, if you think of a diary, you, you share the ins and outs of your life. You share the ups, you share the downs, some of the secrets that nobody's telling you. You're going to get all of that in the Handmade Business Diary podcast. So we hope that you will like this podcast, subscribe to it, share it with friends who are also in handmade, in the handmade arena. And so that we can, again, continue to create this family and this community of making sure our businesses soar. So we have Sierra to recap for us. As we wind it up, we just want to share that this episode was all about just how we started our business. And as you have heard, we all had different perspectives of what we thought it would be versus the reality of what it is. But good and bad, we're so grateful that we've been on this journey and we're so glad that you are a part of it. If you want to know more about us, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Craft Savvy Market. We're also on Facebook at Craft Savvy Market. If you're not on our email list, please subscribe. You can just go to our Instagram, click the link in the bio, and you are there. We want you to like, to subscribe, and share this podcast with other makers. If you are a business owner and you're considering starting a handmade business, we have a community to support and encourage you on your journey. So we want you to be a part of it. We consider you a part of our family. Until the next episode, we'll see you again.